my life. Sacrifice, hustle pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life I've been grinding all my life. Look. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome back to the Ball Don't Lie podcast. This is your boy, your host, the one and only, Dexter. Welcome back to the show. Hey, man, game five is kind of livid. I, mean, I was kind of sweating in the seat. I was kind of yelling at the TV at the sense. I'm like, man, what are y'all doing out there? As far as like the Warriors, right? It's Boston Celtics in a way, ah, they kind of play in the slump a little bit, but they had some pockets in the game where they could have took the lead and just went with it, right? But... For some reason, there's some guy named Andrew Wiggins, who I'm about to speak about in a second, kept the Warriors alive in Game 5. So before we kind of get into all that, if you're new to the channel, go ahead and subscribe. Hit that bell notification, thumbs up if you can. Every time you guys do that, it helps out the channel and the video and it pushes it up with the algorithm on YouTube and IGTV as well. So I appreciate the support and the love. And if you can't catch us on the video route, you can catch us on the audio route on any streaming podcast platform out there from IR radio to apple podcast to bean podcast to spotify etc we're out there so definitely hit us up the links will be in the bottom for that as well and please subscribe and send, hit give me some likes man and then if, if you can't then give me some comments something man let me let me get with you guys as far as what happened in game five or game four and the playoffs and finals whatever it may be but yeah man so we're gonna talk about the warriors in game five and it wasn't even fun I mean, the game was kind of boring in a sense. Like, there was, like, no energy in a, in a game five. Like, neither team wanted to take the lead. Obviously, we know Warriors won the game five. They lead the series 3-2. But going into game five, all I kept hearing is about, hey, can Jason Tatum uh, prevail? Can he carry the team? Can he come out of the slump? It always feels like if one guy shows up, two guys disappear. It, it, for, for the Boston Celtics, it always it, it just feels that way. Like I don't get it. Like you have Jalen Brown, who is your second guy on the, on the team offensively. He's giving you 18, 20, 24 points here and there. You know, like in different games, but he's always doing that. Like you can guarantee he will give you something like that, right? But Jason Tatum, bro, man, I don't know what it is. Like people were talking about Jason Tatum being in a conversation as a superstar. And I've been saying he would, he's not a superstar yet. He would have to surprise me in the finals, right? And he hasn't done it yet. It feels like he, if he shows up for one game, he misses the other game. And so far, back-to-back games, he's played. I mean, he played okay in game five. Don't get me wrong. But, like, you need to be that guy that closes out in the fourth quarter. So two fourth quarters in a row, he hasn't shown up. Or, matter of fact, his team hasn't shown up in this, as far as the Celtics. So we'll go ahead and explain that for you guys in a second. But, yeah, game five was kind of boring. It felt lethargic. Like, I was, like, over here screaming, like, pick up the pace. I don't even care if Boston did. And at least you the Warriors wake up, right? But, no, they couldn't get that out of those out of the Warriors. I don't know why. But shout-out to Andrew Wiggins, my bumba clot, Jamaican Fran from, from the Canada side, right, from the upper, the upper country, right? Man, he played out, lights out. Like, he showed up today in game five defensively, offensively, uh, he, like, he had the energy. He was aggressive. He wanted to win. Rebounding amongst men. Like, he did everything he's supposed to do. He was the number one pick, Andrew Wiggins. And, hey, like I said in game four, 
I expect you to play good on defense. Whatever we get on offense from you, including rebounds, it's all plus. It's all plus. And once again, double digits, that's for a double-double in game five like he did in game four. Dude was just balling out today. Like, dude had, like, what, 14 rebounds or so, 13 rebounds. Dude had, like, 20-plus points. I mean, he helped us out in the third quarter. Played a couple pivotal uh, possessions against Jason Tatum himself and had him shooting. And I don't know what Jason said. Like, he feels like if he goes to the key and he tries to give you a fadeaway, it's like, you're not that guy. You're not Kobe Bryant. Stop shooting fades. But, hey, I'm going against the Celtics. So go ahead and shoot that. But at the same time, I'm like, I like Jason Tatum. I'm like, bro, that's not how you do it. Like, where is this killer instinct that you're supposed to have? Like, you you showed us in the Miami Heat series. You showed us in the Milwaukee Bucks series. You showed us against the Brooklyn Nets series. Where is that killer instinct? Yep. Still hasn't been found yet, right? And if we're talking about how bad Jason played today, I have to do the same way for Wardell, Steph Curry himself. Steph Curry, I get it. You're being guarded by like 30 players. That's how it feels like to me. Like you cannot get a wiggle room. You cannot breathe. It feels like he's suffocating in his own self amongst the defenders. Go to the basket. Mix up your game. You don't have to shoot every single three-pointer every single time. And it felt like he was jacking up like 43 pointers But he was 0 for 7 or 0 for 8 from the three-point land. I think that's his first time in his playoff career. 133 playoff careers, Steph Curry has made a three-pointer. <laughs> that's a lot of damn games and a lot of damn shots. And he finally went O for something and hasn't made one. And I don't know how far that goes back, but 133 playoff games, I'm assuming that's like probably, let me see, maybe back like, 2016 or Sunday, 17. But I don't know. It could be probably the first time in his career ever where he hasn't made a three pointer. But that, that that let that sink for a second. He he hasn't made a shot from that from there. But he he, he gave you 16 points and eight assists, whatever it is. But that's not what kept the Warriors alive. What kept the Warriors alive was defensively and role players. And I'm going to speak about that in a second. But let's let's talk about um yeah you know let's talk about the role players. Cause I'm gonna give credit to them. Gary Payne the second. Came out and gave us 15 points. Jordan Poole, like I said, this guy's hot. He's hot and cold. When you see that half-court shot right here, like you can see that. That's from 38 feet. This happened twice. This has happened twice now where he hit against the Celtics. 38 feet, buzzer beater. Man, and he gave us 14 points. So thank you for that, Jordan Poole. And I know the girls were out tonight front row, if you know what I mean. Because this guy likes to show when the crowd, some girls are sitting in front row, he's looking at his chops. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, let me show that clip right here. <laughs> oh, that's crazy, man. Jordan Poole's a fool, man. But finally, the Boston Celtics, one thing I've been saying, and I've been yelling, and I've been, I, mean, I don't know what it is. It's on a scattering report. One thing the Warriors do is they blitz you in the third quarter. They kill you in the third quarter. It's like no return from that, right? And for finally, in five games, the Celtics finally achieved a securing third quarter. That's what kind of kept them in the game a little bit. Because if they, if they got started in the third, it's a blowout. They would have lost by 20-plus points easily because they got killed in the fourth. So in the third quarter, they finally came back. They, let, they, they outscored the, the Warriors by 11 points in the third quarter, so they pretty much dominated the, 11, the, the third quarter. But then 
like the thing about the Celtics, it's like I don't know why you can't do that. Like you are, you're. I mean, you scored ten points the first ten points without missing a bucket, right? You got the Warriors in the heels, right? They're calling timeouts. They don't know what to do. Steph Curry can't buy a shot, right? Clay's missing clunkers here and there. Wiggins is, you know, he's the only one that's pretty much keeping us afloat in the third quarter. Why you can't do that through the first four games? Why? And I don't get it. The Warriors, even as bad, as great as the Golden State Warriors is, or are in the third quarter, they're the best fourth quarter team in the postseason. <laughs> so it's like you got to pick your poison. I mean, third quarter is, forget it. If you lose a third quarter, like I said, 99% of the time, you're going to lose the fourth quarter. You're not coming back. Obviously, the game one, I give you the credits and the kudos to the Celtics. This is more in the Warriors, you know, the Warriors doing. They collapsed. The coach, the coach Steve Curry didn't put in Steph Curry right away when they were on the run. Blah, blah. That it is what it is, right? Game five, you go up. You're up like what? You score 11 points. Or you, you outscore the Warriors 11 points in the third quarter. And then you go into the fourth quarter and you get bombarded by nothing but threes and layups and dunks and easy shots, second chance points. Marcus Smart getting a technical foul. Like those things don't, it kills you because it's hard to beat the Warriors in any quarter, right? And so far, once again, the Warriors have dominated this game in three quarters. They kill you in the first. Boston won the second. Oh, sorry, sorry. Boston uh, Warriors won the first quarter. They won the second quarter. They lost the third quarter, but they won the fourth quarter. So the only quarter the Boston Celtics won was the third quarter. So they focused on, we can't lose third quarter. We can lose the other ones, though. That's not how it works. You have to maintain the, the lead. You have to stay close enough where the fourth quarter you have a shot. In, the, in, that, in that case, you don't. In game five, you didn't. It's crazy, man. But anyways, so they out they outscored the Warriors 35. The Celtics outscored the Warriors 35 to 24 in the third quarter. But once again, like I said, the Celtics in the fourth quarter fell apart, fell on their face. Tech here and there, ill-advised shots that Jason Tatum was taking from the elbow, fadeaways, unnecessary, unnecessary. And then whatever goes to the basket was getting contested. Blocked, stripped, how many steals they had, the Warriors. And the only person that was really, really doing his thing was Jenny Brown. Jenny Brown was going to the basket, being aggressive, getting the N1s, going to the foul line. That's the recipe the Boston should go through. They should use Jenny Brown more than you should Jason Tatum because so far in two, three games in this series, he ain't that guy. And if you have anything to argue about that, highlight me. But going forward, right? Warriors are the best fourth-quarter team in the postseason. They're the best third-quarter uh, th- team in NBA history. If you can't beat those quarters, then there's a gauntlet for you. Like, you're about to get blitzed. You have to obtain the third and fourth quarter. Warriors dominated fourth quarter 29-14. to 29-14. How you win games like that? They outscored... The Celtics, 29 to 20. And this is when they benched pretty much their starters. So they had 29-14 as far as quarter lead, right, before the Warriors benched their starting five. Then you guys score six points, whatever it is, and end up score with like 94 points, right? That's terrible. And the thing about the Warriors is that they are a turnover machine. As much as the Celtics are, the Warriors 
is, is that's their Keeley heaves. Their, their Keeleys is turnovers. They get killed by that. They do it all the time. And then what what the, like what really helps them out in a sense is that they can score in bunches so fast that these turnovers don't mean a damn thing. They can give you 16 turnovers and still beat you. But if you're in another team, that cannot happen. And Boston is known if you get anywhere around 13, 14, 15, 16 turnovers a game, you're most likely losing that game. And once again, they're in double digits in turnovers. And the Warriors didn't have no turnovers in the fourth quarter, which helped them out. At the same time, they had the momentum. At the same time, you had Wiggins being aggressive, going to the basket, dunking on Derek White, making layups, one hand like fadeaway hook shots over Al Horford and Robert Williams. And you had guys on the Celtics that didn't come for you. That I mean, didn't come to show up in the game five. Like a Grant Williams. He didn't show up for you. I mean, I can put up the numbers right here. This is kind pathetic. Grant Williams gives you what? Three points? Plays 16 minutes. Derek Wright plays 21 minutes and gives you one point. You can't win like that when you only go eight deep. And your bench only gives you a combined what? Four points? Four points from your bench. Marcus Smart gives you 20 points. Jalen Brown gives you 18. Robert Williams gives you 10. Al Horford, once again, gets shut down by Draymond Green. Even though Draymond Green might have more fouls than points, and I heard all that you know, all that talking and memes about that on Twitter and, and wherever else, he, he basically kept Al Horford in check ever since game one. Ever since Al Horford had 26 points, Al Horford hasn't done nothing since then pretty much. Jason Tatum had 27 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. But like I said, he had missed a lot of shots. And shots that could have helped you win the game, probably. Yeah, so forget the other guys on the bench. They play garbage minutes. You know what I mean? Like like Naisman and the other guy, I forgot his name, what his name is. But three points from Grant Williams, one point from Pritchard. I'm mean, sorry, from uh, Derek White, zero points from Pritchard. Yeah, you're not going to win games like that at all. So obviously the Celtics got to figure out what they can do in game six going back to the Beantown in Boston. But yeah, Wiggins. So Wiggins held Tatum to 0-3 in the fourth quarter as a primary defender. So when he's locking up Tatum, he's giving him shutdown, nothing, 0-3. But finally, Celtics lost back-to-back for the first time in the postseason, right? Warriors outscored the Celtics 57-39 in the fourth quarter in back-to-back games. 57-39. Yeah, you're not winning that way either. Once again, the Warriors' defense kept the Celtics' offense in back-to-back games under 100 points. Under 100 points. Yeah, talk to me. 97 points in game three, 94 points in game five. I'm sorry, 97 points in game four and 94 points in game five. And they saying Warriors got no defense. Warriors are good, man. They're a very good team. They kill you in a lot of quarters. Either it could be first, it could be second, but they kill you in the third and the fourth. But so far, they, they dominated the first quarter and they dominated the fourth quarter as far as tonight. And bigs up to the bench as far as the Warriors. They came out to play tonight. The game six is going back to Beantown. You know what that means? We do get a, a guarantee. Game six clay. A game six clay sighting is on a, is, it, it's, it's around the corner. Happened on Thursday. So we expect clay. I mean, clay played good today. Gave us 21 points. But, man, game six clay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's on a scouting report for the Celtics. So we'll see what happens. But Draymond Green, man. Draymond Green. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. You have to figure out how to control your emotions, bro. How do you have more fouls than points? And I heard this narrative all the time, man. But you do shut down Al Horford. But three games 
And this hasn't happened, I think, or has tied probably since 2000. If not, maybe the only player in NBA history to foul out more. He has three games where he fouled out. That has never happened before. Where he tied with somebody back in 2000. Draymond, we need you for game game six, and we need you for game seven. He does go to game seven. So we'll see what happens, man. I'm not really here to bark as much as I wanted to. The game wasn't that wasn't that exciting. Yeah, a little spurts here and there. Wiggs gives Wiggs is the basically the face of game five. But we'll see what happens on Thursday, man. Stay tuned, man. For the ones that have been kicking me from the last 15, 20 minutes, thank you, man. I appreciate the support, man. Hey, anytime y'all come into the channel, man, hit that like, subscribe, all that good stuff right here, man. Holla at me, man. I'm on Twitter too, Ball Don't Lie. That's B A L L D N T L I E. I'm on all the social media platforms Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You see all that stuff right here. Holla at your boy, man. But until then, we'll see you on Thursday. Stay safe. You know what I'm saying? Stay crazy out there. We're going back to Boston. Until then, peace.